Good evening and welcome to Conversations with Crystal. I am your hostess Crystal and this evening we are talking to one of those rare breeds, a drummer. And it's Jace Beckford, drummer for the Crybabies. Good evening Jace, how are you going today? G'day Crystal and welcome to downtown London Derry. <laughs> London Derry. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good from downtown Livo. Ah, Livo. <laughs> <laughs> downtown Livo, downtown London Derry, well done. So it's not that far apart geographically. No, for not the, at all. For those listeners who are not in Sydney, because we, ha- we do have some people from uh, out of state and also overseas listening as well. So hello to all those people. And thank you for joining us. Yeah, how cool is that? So, yeah, geographically, we're not that far apart in (laughs) suburbs. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. So, Jace, I introduced you as a rare breed. Why is it that drummers are so hard to get for a band? You know what? what? I think, Crystal, we're we're just so spontaneous. You know, we could be in one place here and then another place there and – um, it's a busy lifestyle, you know. You, you're always keeping up the tempo in the band, so you've got to keep your life up, you know, with, with the tempo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, f- I find that to get a good drummer that you know doesn't overplay or put fills in when they're not required, and all of this mm. kind of thing, and just keeps the beat nice and level, so everybody knows where they are. It's really hard to do and I've seen you play with the crybabies yes and you do you hold it down exceptionally well thank you yes yes um I really enjoy playing it's uh I, I love music I I love playing the drums it um it's an outlet for me um you know so it's it's, it's particularly to play with the crybabies um being the youngest uh, member of the of the band, you know, I've got to. Got Are to you keep really? These... Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yes. I've got to keep these guys up to, up to check and and up to tempo. And on their toes. <laughs> that's correct. Yes, that's right. Yes. Have you been Have you been with the cry bo- cry babies for very long? Uh, it's it's six years this year actually. Six so, years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, I, I joined these guys. Um, 17, back in 17, 2017, so about six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you all get on really well. I can see that. I can see the energy between you all and it's, uh, you know, one of real mutual respect and brotherhood, I think. A hundred percent. It's it, And that's what makes part of a band is, you know, you've all got to get on, be on the same page, you know, on the same level and, and, and just and communication is the key. You know, if, if you're not happy about something, speak up and then, you know, the rest of the band can go, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah cool. Absolutely. We'll ditch that song or yeah. we'll, we'll play that song, we'll try it. Um, you know, and, you know, Vince, Ray, Frank, um, love the guys to bits. They're, they're like my three dads, oh. three dads. <laughs> <laughs> they are. And, they're all lovely and, guys. Uh, I intend to get to the other two directly, so... Yeah, they're yeah. fantastic. So yeah, I just I love these guys to bits, and you know, um, uh, and love travelling on the road with them. It's just fantastic. So yeah, and, and outside the band, we catch up as well. Uh, we catch up with you know dinners and drinks and things like that. Um, yeah, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, very important. 
So, Jace, I always ask every drummer that I meet, mm. why the drums? It's the biggest and most cumbersome thing to carry around, to lug mm. in and lug out and set mm. up. Why? Crystal, you know what? I ask my question, myself that question every single time I do a gig. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I always say to the boys, next time I come back in life, I'm going to be a singer. That way I can just bring my microphone and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, no, look, you know, I'll, I'll, I never regret choosing drums. Um, I, oh gosh, I was 13 when I picked up the drums. I'm 43 now. Yeah. Um, 13 when I first picked up the drumsticks back in high school, um, you know, growing up, I uh, wasn't really exposed to rock and you know musical instruments and things like that until I got to high school um, mm-hmm. where we we did music for a, a, a subject at, at high school yeah and uh, started off with the basic thing you know the recorder and the gazoo and all that sort of stuff <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah there was a drum kit in the classroom and uh, my I asked the music teacher if I can have a go because I saw someone else have have a play and I went that looks pretty cool yeah and um jumped on and the rest is history yeah so I think that's all really interesting that you were 13 you Mm. know so nobody in your family played music or had music going on around the house much absolutely no one out of my mum dad brothers sisters cousins aunties uncles dogs cats nobody (laughs) played Nobody That's played music. Really instrument. interesting. So where did you get your inspirations from then? Uh so back in the day, um, I was kind of like into the heavy rock um and a bit of heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um namely so Metallica. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I, I think that was my first earliest musical inspiration. Uh Lars Ulrich, of course, the drummer. Mm-hmm. Um I just loved his uh, his energy on stage, um, his playing um, and the, the music. And I just thought, you know what, I want to be like this guy one time, uh, one day. And, um, yeah, I just uh, – it's funny you say about, you know, musical instruments. I, before I had an actual drum kit and when I was uh, in high school, I'd actually um, went and saved up a, a pair of drumsticks and – I used to air, I used to air swing in my bedroom at night time <laughs> with cool. headphones in yeah, and that's pretended cool. yeah pretended I was playing so and um, that's where it all started so yeah so that's uh, where it all began from um, right. yeah so so what did you think of Keith Moon as a drummer <laughs> oh Keith gosh Keith Keith who who's Keith Moon I'm too young for that Crystal. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody knows what a oh yeah, no, kind of Keith. kind of off the charts yeah. fellow he is, oh, I guess. Absolute king, um, yeah, and yeah. you know all the buddy riches and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, growing up and you know learning music. Of course, I had to you know learn all sorts of type of music and and genres and all that sort of stuff. And um, you know, Keith Moon is just off the Richter scale. I, I, yeah, I take my hat off to him and, and bow down. So he's just such a such yeah. a great drummer. Yeah. And, and, sorry. You are. Right. <laughs> Continue on, sweetie. No, and uh, you know, there's and just throughout the years, and there's just so many other great drummers that have come through um, throughout all the years. Is, yeah, is what I was going to say. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. So what do you, what do you think um, makes a good drummer? Like I know what I think makes a good drummer. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think makes a good drummer? Uh, practice. Uh, practice, practice, okay. practice, yeah. I, th- I think practice um, and patience with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through the early stages when I was doing all my parrot doodles and things like that, I was just going, you know what, I just can't do this. And, you know, just yeah, keep, keep chipping away at it. Practice, yeah. practice, practice, rehearsal, rehearsal. And you know what, you, you, you enjoy it. And, uh, you know, you, you, just, you just love to play and you just don't want to put the sticks down. Yeah, that's good. I love hearing that from a muso that they just love their instruments so much they just want to do it all the time and it really shows passion oh, and commitment yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. So what's your thoughts on Ringo Starr as a drummer? Ringo Starr? Um, I'm going to cringe and say I wasn't really a Beatles fan, to be yeah. honest. Yes, we play Beatles, some Beatles songs in the Cry Babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoy playing, uh, don't get me wrong, but Ringo Starr, wow, just... Yeah, and the the fact that it, this guy's still on stage playing these days is um, it's amazing, isn't it? It's unbelievable the, the the fact that these guys have been around for such a long time, um, mm-hmm. you know, well, well, well before I was born and thought of, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, is it's just amazing that, and the the type of music they play and and his style of playing and um, the speed and and you know it's. The music he puts out even today is just second to none. It's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And I have heard it said that because he's a left-handed, left-handed person mm. and plays that way, that some of the beats or bits and bobs that he does, I don't know mm. the technical term, mm. um, it's quite hard to copy maybe because everybody is usually right-handed. Exactly. And these guys that play left-handed are just – uh, one of a kind, um, you know, you, you talk about earlier, you know, it's hard to find a drummer or drummers are one of a kind, but this, to play left hand, uh, it's just, I, I don't know how I could physically do it. Like I've, I've tried to play left hand before and it just does not work. And, um, no. but the, 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 the beats that this guy can put out, the syncopations and, and the feels this guy can do left handed is just like, wow, mind boggling. It is. And I think the perfect example of that is ticket to ride yes yes. because it's it's not a straight beat yes exactly um we we play that song in the crybabies um so mm-hmm. it took me quite some time to learn that song mm-hmm. um i would probably say uh 75 of the songs we play um when i first started with the crybabies i i had to learn um and to be quite upfront and honest with you some songs i didn't even know um, and that that includes the, the, the Beatles. Uh, Ticket to Ride, we we play that, and it's um, I, I love playing it. It's a, it's a great uh, offbeat song. Um, Absolutely. You know, with, you know, with your with your offbeat, the um, and the harmonies as well. Um, that 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 all of us and and the band to work on and put out. It's just it's just got to be perfect. So, um, you know, one uh, nine oh nine. One after nine. One, one after nine oh nine. Yeah, that's another good one that we play. Um, it's a real high tempo, quick song to play. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, yeah, love playing the Beatles. It's fantastic. Love it. It sure, they surely are. They're mm. one of my favourites, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good, yes. So how did you get your start? So, oh, hang on, we, we spoke earlier about nobody in your family or sphere yes. played any kind of instruments. Did yep. they sing, though? No, 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 nothing musical at all. Nothing musical at all. No, not wow, at all. Wow, that's it. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. how did you get your start? You started playing at thirteen. So, yep. I can imagine that you played for a few years. Did you get into a school band or get into a band with some mates or how did yeah, you? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So at at school, um, I was very lucky um, to be picked to do uh, musicals that that the school did. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we were able to have live bands at, at plays and musicals and things that the school did. Um, and, of course, that, that was amazing because it got me out of a lot of classes to do, you know, <laughs> rehearsals <laughs> and practice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've probably done uh, between year – I started in year seven and left high school in year ten. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I probably did about six or seven from memory. Of these uh, of these musicals, and it was just fantastic. I just, it was all different types of drumming. It was just you know some were percussion, and mm-hmm. um, you know some were, were rock, and had to learn to to read read uh, drum music, um, oh, which, okay. was, which yeah. was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and that's another thing that to go back on what's essential is is to to, to read music. Um, you yeah. know, it's it comes in handy uh, if you want to. Yeah, uh, expand your your career in 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 music and drums. Um, but yeah, that's where I learned to play uh, or to read rather uh, drum music. Um, and all throughout high school, yeah, uh, done those. And then, of course, a uh, bunch of mates uh, were all musos as well. So we, we'd even um, go to school on pupil free days and um, you know strikes and things like that. Our music teacher allowed us to go into the classroom and and lock ourselves in there and just play music all day. And, um, How cool had, is that? How oh, cool. it was fantastic. And, yeah. you know, it's, we had mates that played bass and guitar, so that was all covered. So and we just go out and just rock on. It was just fantastic, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So when did you get into your first, like, um, maybe semi-professional band or professional band where you got paid and, you know, that uh, kind of thing? So back in the day... Um, I started out. Uh, I, I got a gig with uh, a Metallica tribute show. Oh, um, how way, cool! Yeah, way back, and uh, um, that was that was interesting. Um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> the the guys in there were great. Um, so I did probably a handful of shows for them. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic, loved loved playing music. So yeah, of course, you know, I, I idolised Lazarick and. Yeah. Uh, so I played like him, you know, and I, I like to have energy up on the stage and get the crowd involved and make sure they're having a good time. And so played played with them. It was only a short stint for, for six months. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they had uh, interests that I wasn't happy with and uh, didn't like what I was seeing. And I went, okay, see you yeah. later. I'm out of here. See ya. Bye. <laughs> That's right. And not then, necessarily um, the direction you wanted. No, That's, definitely yeah. not. And Yeah, definitely not. So, and then, um, yeah. Along come the the crybabies. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. You know, and, and I I don't think that any time wasted in any band, no matter how long you're in it for, is a waste of time because you're learning something one about yourself, 
and two about that's okay and two about uh, other people and three about music so it's never ever ever a waste of time or you know to be going oh I wished I never did that you know no regret that's exactly that's exactly right I, I don't regret anything like any decisions I made um you know of bands that I played in um so yeah it was all the back in the day it was all a learning curve I was still young um you know and I guess choosing which direction I wanted to go with with drums. Um, do I want to continue playing this sort of music for the rest of my life? Um, and it turned out no, uh, because as I got older, I liked to play different genres. Um, got interested in you know um, different bands and different type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was it was definitely a good learning uh, experience and. Um, you know, and that continues today with the Dry Babies. I just always learning. We're playing different songs, um, introducing new songs all the time that we we rehearse. Um, yeah, and that and that's very important, I think, mm. to keep yourself fresh. Yes. You know, and if you have followers, you want to keep them interested in what you're doing. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, mm. and that, and that's the beauty of you know social media and things like that. You can keep the the punters up to date what you're doing and where you're going and. And things like that, and you know, we're we're pretty fortunate enough that we do have, uh, you know, a, a following. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. So we have, uh, we we do have quite a few people that follow us around, and you know, we've we've had people come down from the north coast or Canberra up up from Canberra to come and see us at a gig. Oh, how awesome cool is gigs. that? That's yeah, real cool. It's fantastic. So it gives you a bit of um, sense of self pride. Yeah. So you've mentioned doing the the hard rock stuff, the Metallica and all of that kind mm. of stuff. But what is your favourite genre of music? Oh, gosh, Crystal, you're asking a drummer that question. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I'd, I'd have to say at the moment um, I'm really starting to get into to, to blues. Um, oh, yeah. I love you even more, Jase. Yeah, I'm, I'm really more. starting to pick that up more. <laughs> And yeah. look, our our guitarist Ray uh, Laudia, which you've um, yeah you've interviewed and, and spoken oh, to, he's, he's a good mate. Yeah, he's a really good person. I love he Ray. Sure is. So do yep. I. Such a kind-hearted man, and um, he's really into his blues and and um, you know we he plays his blues music during our set breaks and things like that. And I'll go, wow, that's a cool song, you know. And and some of the songs that we play, you know, Robert Cray is probably one of my be- my favourite at the moment to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just the, the Doors at the moment is. Um, oh, I love the Doors. Yeah, we, I love the Doors too. That's probably my my favourite band to play at the moment. Um, we do quite a few cover songs from the Doors. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the latest one we've we've played is uh, "Light My Fire," which is quite a, as you know, quite a long song. Yeah, um, but and we've, quite iconic. It is very, very iconic, and um, you know, we're because it's a it's something like a eleven minute song or something like that. We're able to <laughs> <laughs> to shorten it down to to five or six minutes. So, um, but yeah, look, the the blues um, is definitely yeah, definitely uh, one of my favourites at the moment. Mine too. Now speaking mm. on the blues. Mm. This will tell me what kind of a drummer you are. <laughs> Do you know the difference between a swing and a shuffle? Oh, my God. Are you asking me that question? <laughs> I am. Oh, my it's God. It's very important. Yes, yeah, a swing, um, you know, a shuffle's a... 
yeah. kind of thing, um, and a, and a swing, um, you know, is is what plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> a swing is what you kind of get in blues a lot as well. Yeah, it absolutely is, and that's why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> Very cheeky, Crystal. I'm on to you. <laughs> see if you've done your homework. <laughs> yes, yes, I did a bit of googling this afternoon. I went, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <they're> <laughs> Now, I think we're going to leave music just for one moment. Sure. Because I seem to know that you're a volunteer firefighter. I am. Uh, yeah, I am. And yes. tell me a little bit about that, Jace. How long have you been doing that for? Oh, gosh. So I'm a member of the New South Wales Royal Fire Service. Um, I joined in 1997. Oh, wow. And yeah. still currently a member. Um, so I joined at... Uh, a brigade in the Sutherland Shire called Heathcote. Mm-hmm. At the ripe old age of uh, 17, uh, my dad uh, found out the night they uh, were training one time. He said, come on, I'll take you up and, you know, we'll get you involved. And uh, and this, of course, was um, on the back of some pretty large fires that we had in the Sutherland Shire. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, in the Royal National Park and all behind um, Sutherland and things like that. So, and so I watched... Um, these guys on TV in the news, and I just thought, you know what, I've got to, I've got to get out there and, and do this and help. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was a uh, member there for, oh, gosh, 18 years or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Become a deputy captain there and um, oh, wow. involved in many, many large fires and accidents and things like that. Um, and then once I moved out to, uh, you know, Western Sydney here, I've become a member of Londonderry, mm-hmm. the beautiful township of Londonderry. I'm now currently a senior deputy, second in charge. So, Well, that's uh, fantastic. Good on you. Yeah, thanks. And yeah, I'm sure on behalf of everybody who, ever's, who has ever been in the path of a fire, thank you for your service. No, you're very welcome. It's, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't do it any other way and I just love helping out the community um, and doing whatever we can to, you know, serve and protect. Yeah, make sure everybody's safe. Yeah, Now, definitely. speaking of that, mm. and I know this is on music, but this is such an important subject as well, mm. we have a horror fire season coming. We do. So what can people best do to protect themselves and their properties? So, yeah, we're, we're looking at similar conditions of what we had back a couple of years in 19, uh, 2019 and twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we had those very, very, very dangerous conditions and it's looking to be very similar conditions at the moment. Oh, really? So if, yeah. if people live in, um, in bushfire prone areas, say, you know, on, on the back of a, a valley or, you know, things like that, um, the best thing they could do is, is to prepare right now and that is getting rid of all your leaf litter in your gutters, uh, clearing out your gutters, um, you know, removing any firewood that might be stored under your house or up the side of your house and just keeping your, your grass short um, as well. And mind you, having said that, you, it's not exactly, you know, if you're living a couple of streets back off the, the bushfire area, you, there's been houses lost that are six or seven or eight streets but back from bushland. Um, from Because of embers? Because of ember attack, yeah. So it's once a fire approaches, you get a lot of ember. It's like it's like rain, um, but it's wow. just little little balls of fire. Um, and then you know, the rural fire service try and tries to educate people to stay. You know, whether you want to stay or go, um, 
to be quite honest, and with the experiences that you, you're much safer to, to to stay rather than leave it leave it at the last minute because um, you know people have accidents in their cars where they're trying to to get out and escape, and there's just too much uh, smoke and and fire, and, and day turns into absolute darkness um, once a, a fire front hits, and. Yeah. Um, so yeah. best, scary stuff. It is, yeah. And and look, having said that as well, once the fire front passes, stay with your house for a couple of hours because it could be embers lodged in your roof, um, and which can catch fire and yeah, and burn your house down. You know, six or seven hours later. Oh wow! And I mm. can imagine when people are in that moment, mm. they panic. Absolutely, you know, uh, us humans are, are very uh, unique, and uh, uh, we can turn. Uh, we can change in an instant, um, you know, and the, the best thing is, is not to panic. Um, if you're going to leave, leave early. Don't leave mm. it too late, um, mm. you know, so emergency services can get in. And look, to be quite honest with you, you're not going to have a fire truck at every every house in no, your street. It's just not possible. There's not. so so few of you guys, you know. Mm. There's So I think uh, if we can just send the message out to anybody that wants to volunteer for the rural fire service. Yeah. Now would be the time to get in and and um, have a go. Absolutely, yeah. Always looking for members. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And on that note, we will get back to the music. Excellent. And I think on a lighter note, how about you tell me a funny story from a gig that you've been at oh, or that you've played at? A funny story, gosh. Because um, there's well, always a few. Look, <laughs> uh, look. This one's going to involve me. Um, so we did a <laughs> we, we did a gig um, at Lithgow, uh, the nice old town at Lithgow in the Blue Mountains there. Mm-hmm. And uh, typical Jace had one too many red wines. And, oh no! Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then it got to the I think it was the third last song or the second last song, and uh, fell off the back of my chair on my drum stool. <laughs> <laughs> Sticks and all and, yeah. Uh, you weren't on a riser though, were you? No, I wasn't, no. Um, oh, thank, thank goodness for that. I know, yeah. It was just nice, nice soft carpet underneath there. But, and as um, long as you didn't have a skirt on. <laughs> no, I certainly didn't have a skirt, no. <laughs> something wrong there if I did. Um, well, you could, it could have been a, um, a kilt, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that's Who right. Knows? It could have been playing the Irish songs, yeah, or the Scottish songs, yeah. <laughs> but I just remember seeing Vince's face, um, well, halfway through a song, and <laughs> I could just feel myself going and, and I was, like, completely out of time. And I just saw Enzo's, yeah, he turned around and, and looked at me with his eyes wide open going, Oh my God! What's going on here? And next, <laughs> next minute, I saw the the, the roof. <laughs> <laughs> now, so. now, what happened? Did the chair, like the, the seat, the drummer seat, did yeah. it kind of like um, it let you down? Didn't it? Yeah, it, it did. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to blame you know, the seat. It's oh, the I will seat's too. Fault. How's yeah, that? It's the it's, seat's fault. It's not the red wine. It's the, the seat. Definitely the seat. <laughs> and and did the punters all have a have a giggle or did they oh, the, go? The, place erupted in in laughter. I, I felt like I was I felt like I was in a circus act. So Oh um, did you? Nah, I ho- I hope it didn't take you too long to recover. No, it didn't actually. <laughs> a good old drink of water and we started and away we went. Yeah, so but oh, um, that's, yeah, good. that's something that'll be itchy in my memory for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to a fella not long ago and uh, he said he did something similar and uh, he fell into the drum kit 
recovered himself and then fell into the bass player, then oh. fell off the stage. Oh, gosh, there you go, see? So, it's always yeah. the hype, yep. Oh, you know what? That's uh, one of my fears is some of the platforms that you play on is like you've got to stay centred in where you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you don't kind of want to go top oh, and off. Absolutely. I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember playing at Gasparo there at, um, at Bankstown one time. We did a uh, you OK? Um, oh, yes, set. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you, of course, you had the stage and then, then there was another a rise up with oh probably it must have been at least two or three foot high, and um you know when I got up there I went wow this is really high I'm I'm actually looking down on top of people it was a bit intimidating to be honest with you so oh, right, yes yeah, yeah. it was quite high yeah. <laughs> Do you find it easier being the drummer in saying what you just said um, that you can kind of hide behind your drum kit a little bit? You know I don't like to hide behind my kit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm one of those drummers that like to be seen, um, and uh, you know those that, that saw us live. Um, you know I like to to look like I'm engaging with with the band, and also look like engaging with the punters. You know, if I see people dancing, they're looking at me, you know, I'll give them the eyebrow, like the eye raise, and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, and you talk on the microphone as too, as well, so you are very um, engaging. Yeah, I, I I like that, and that's just the way that that's evolved, you know, coming through music and um, especially, you know, being involved with the babies, you know, it's just, um, you know, having the ability to also uh, do some backup singing, some vocals um, and, you know, and and also, you know, have a bit of a laugh while we have a bit of a break, you know, why Enzo tunes his guitar or, or Ray tunes his guitar or the, the boys want to change their guitars over and, yeah, um, yeah so it's, it's, um, it's, it's good fun. Now a question I've got, and I've mm. I've wondered this for quite a while. Mm. I've seen certain posts and different things. Mm. Oh yeah, there's a kit here, but bring your um, oh, what's that thing? Bring your bring your sticks. Yeah, bring your sticks, but that other round thing. I don't know. I'm sorry, oh, I don't know drum. what it's called. Your snare. That's yeah. it. Yes. Bring your bring your own snare drum. What is it about the snare drum that is so important for oh, you look. guys to always want to bring your snare drum? You know what? I'm I'm not fussy. Um, I'll I'll bring my sticks and like if we're doing a gig where everything's supplied, I'll I'll just bring my sticks. I might bring my snare just in case. And you know what? It's because you're so used to playing that tune and that sound off that that kit. Um, mm-hmm. And just yeah, some drummers are really picky. Um, you know they yeah. they want to they want their own gear or you know they like the sound of their own tom toms or. Or you know, and it, and to be quite honest with you, it does take a long time to tune your snare drum. To be honest, <laughs> it's well, um, yeah. it's not an overnight thing. Now that's a very interesting thing: is mm. tuning the snare drum. What does it mm. get tuned to? So uh, you can you can actually all the there's professionals out there that tune to actually keys. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. So that's getting real professional, but. Um, mm. It's some drummers out there like a real sharp snappy or, you know, there's drummers out there that like a, a real long after effect sound from the snare. Right. Um, but uh, me personally, uh, look, so long as it sounds good, it does it does its job, doesn't break during the music, like a song <laughs> or a gig, yeah. um, you know, I'm happy. Yeah. Have you ever had a piece of, a, piece of your kit fail during a show? You know what? Touch wood and touch wood. 
touch wood and there. Knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood. Um, no, I haven't had anything uh, break, or I've, of course I've had um, drumsticks break. Um, I've got a tendency to, to break drumsticks all the time, right. um, so and that's why I've got some backups next to me uh, mm. while we're playing. But yeah, thank goodness, uh, not a drum kit like a snare or a bass drum or anything has uh, failed on me. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but having said that, I always bring a spare uh, snare skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, with me and that just stays in the car when, when just we're gigging. In case. So just in case, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, very important, I think, to have a just in case. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I've seen um, some of the old drummers from, you know, like I'm talking about big, um, maybe from the 50s and around that era, 60s, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know who the guy's name is. It slipped my mind totally, but mm. he's just, he's lost a stick somehow Put mm. his hand out. Someone throws him a stick, and he's grabbed it. How good and I'm is like, that? How good is that? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that's talent. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Look, it, it's um, always good to be prepared because <laughs> anything yeah. can happen. And um, yeah. you know, um, you go through chains. Uh, sorry, you go through um, sticks quite a lot, and it looks like um, you know, after the gig. You've chopped a tree down the chainsaw with all the shavings on the floor after you've, <laughs> you've played a gig. Dead no, yeah. I wouldn't have realised that, that that could happen. Yeah, yeah. So, look, mm. if, you, if you've got your hi-hat set up high, um, you know, much higher than what you normally would, uh, yeah, you would definitely um, chip out your drumstick a lot more. Because wow. at, at that level, if you know, if it's down lower, you tend to use the tip of the drumstick a lot more. So, yeah, it depends on, you know, different uh, how people like to have their hi-hats, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and so on that, um, mm. the technique that you use personally, have you mm. adjusted it? Because I would imagine, like banging something for a period of time, that might like hurt your shoulders. Or so, if mm. you've got a high high hats and things that are really high, mm. would that um, like affect your shoulders? Or oh. no, um, am <laughs> I on the wrong? No, no, you, you, you're on the right track there, Crystal. Um, absolutely. The, the higher the things you've got set, of course, you've got to reach further. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and drummers like to, some drummers like to have things in really close, you know, like the singles or, you know, sit right over the top of the kit. Um, or some drummers like to set their, their cymbals up high and, you know, and that's that's cool, you know, that, that's, their, that's what they're used to. Um, but... You know, for me personally, I like to have it all set down a bit lower and level, um, you know, as yep. if you're sitting in like an armchair. Um, yeah, oh, good idea, good yeah, idea. Yeah, you have your arms out level um, and that way, you know, there's less work on your elbows and you, you know, your, your shoulders, of course, as you mentioned, um, uh, after after a gig, you know, so and it can it can get it can get quite sore. It depends on you know, how long your, your gig that you're playing um, and also – as well as your feet and your, your knees, you know, if you're using that bass of pedal a lot. Of course, of course, yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I use a double bass pedal. Um, just that's what I've always liked um, and it's good for fills mm-hmm. um, in, during songs or, you know, when you finish a song. Um, and I also time with a, with a hi-hat kick, um, you know, I time using my left foot with, on the hi-hat all the time. Um, a, because the boys can hear it, um, mm-hmm, keeps, mm-hmm. keeps the guys in time um, and – and be it, it sounds cool. It, it feels cool. It, yeah, good, good. <laughs> yeah, I uh, always always wondered about that, about the height that you see mm. certain kits at and, and mm. the reason for it. But um, yeah, 
that's one thing I, I could never, I guess it's, you know, it's a learned thing, isn't it, where you, to get your foot going. Absolutely. Like consistently and then be able to hit with the sticks. Absolutely. It's <clears> you know, that's, I've not been able to master that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you next time, Crystal. Come to one of our gigs and get behind the kit, love, and I'll, I'll give you a lesson. <laughs> oh, okay, then no worries, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, it's, it is, it does take a long time and it, it took me a long time to use my left foot on the hi-hat. Um, yeah, right. You know, yeah. It's yeah. it's uh it's very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, when you've got your you know, using your right hand on the on the ride symbol, you know, during a chorus or something like that, you've got that bell going on the you know, and then you just want to tap that foot, you know, to keep it in time and you know, just you your feet are always moving no matter where they are or, or what you're playing. And, yeah, um, it's kind of a, a bit of a workout, then, isn't it? It, it is. It's um, you know, it's especially some of the long gigs we do, like the Cowries. That's a you know four four hour gig, and um, you know. Um, I think that I think the day that uh, Rob and I went, it yes. was kind of a bit longer than that even, and you guys just looked at each other and went, "I'm so tired." Yeah, I think is I think is had done a long gig the night before. We did. We played a gig. We played a gig the night before, and. Um, you know, it's uh, to back it up the next day, and especially the cowrie. That's um, but oh, it's hard. But <laughs> you know what? We we absolutely love playing at the cowrie. Absolutely, um, and you smashed it out too. Everybody adores you guys. They yeah, really do, we get know? a good crowd there, and, and all bands get a good crowd there. And um, mm. you know, it's uh, it could either be dead quiet there, um, or it could be shoulder to shoulder packed, um, and you know. It's the weather plays a lot of part in it as well. If it's a nice day, absolutely, um, people come down for an afternoon drink, just listen to live music, and and good on the carry. Hats off to those guys for to have live music keep going. Absolutely, that's mm. it. And and that was one of my questions I was going to ask you mm. is what is the longest gig that you've done? All right, so the longest gig is uh, surprisingly not the carry. Um, mm. So we we play for uh, an expo called the Diesel Dirt and Turf. Um, it's a oh. extra excavation cranes expo that um, that's that started at um, Penrith Panthers there and um, they've they've moved to Eastern Creek because it's gotten so big and now out the back of the uh, the racetrack there. So that's mm-hmm. a three day event um, for us. Uh, so we play the Friday. Uh, we pl- basically play from ten o'clock to three o'clock. <gasps> on the Friday, yes. Uh, My back, God. Back it up on Saturday to do the same. Uh, but actually going back to the Friday, we play we play, actually play two shows. So we do the during the day and then we actually do the the corporate part for them. So they have oh, like corporate cool. drinks and things like that for an hour. Um, no red wine for you though. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a bit too high, especially playing on the back of a, a semi-trailer truck there. So it's a little bit too oh, high for that. Yes, I've seen and that. Then, mm. And then we back it up on the Sunday. Um, so that's that's a very, very long long weekend for us and very yeah. long days. Um, but you know what? It's totally worth it. We love playing. Um, there's, there's people that come along and dance in front of the, the truck and, and have a good time and, um, yeah, that's that's um, that's the longest one that we've we've played. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Mm. And having people getting up and dancing—that's a real rush, isn't it? Oh, it's, like I it love is. it. You it know? is. It's, it, the thrill of it. It's and it, it gives you energy as well. Like you could be feeling really tired and yeah. you know, flat, <clears throat> but then you get these all these people up dancing, and you just play even harder, louder, and longer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I just love seeing people getting up and dance and having a good time. It's, yeah. it's just so addictive. Um, and, en- and enjoying themselves, yeah, it really is. That's it right. really is addictive. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. And, to, yeah. and for them to enjoy the music that you're playing, it's even better. It's, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah for, for, for sure. On, okay. Yeah. For sure. So is there any particular way that you prepare for a gig? So, for example, might you stretch or might you, you know, go through some yeah. some beats and stuff or what is the way that you prepare? Yeah, look, when when I was started first with the cry, like when I first started with the Crybabies, I'd, I'd always listen to the songs on the way to the gig. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I'd also, um, you know, print lyrics out and then I'd, I'd, I'd write little notes or you know add a fill here or or, or put put an there's an extra verse there and put an extra fill there so back early stages of the start of the crybabies I'd do that but nowadays um my day would be just to get up load the car up have a relaxing day I might even have a little par nap in the afternoon have a bit of sleep <laughs> <laughs> um you can't and, go past a nanny nap or a no, par nap. No, that's right. Love par nap, nanny nap. Great. Um, but then on the way to the gig, I'd, I'd, I'd actually listen to some heavy music, some heavy heavy metal. Um, you know, some interesting, some mm-hmm. some heavy rock. But it just gets me going. It just gets me energized. Pumped up. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It does. Um, and then look, I might have a red wine or two before the. I start playing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, leave it at one or two, eh? Yeah, no, look, yeah. Um, look, stretches and things I don't, I don't do, I don't need to. Yeah, so, but, um, but that's mm. that's generally uh, a day, uh, you know, before a gig um, that I get prepared for. Yeah. Yeah, so. oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Now I, I have another uh, drummer I'd like to ask you about, mm. Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry, I haven't heard of her. Oh. <laughs> oh, my dear. So you need to like. So anyway, folks, that was you... a great interview. Nice to know you. <laughs> now, look, she was from like, I don't know, 70s maybe. Um, she was a female drummer. Her and her brother had like a duo thing and she played the drums. American but... lady. Yes. yes, and she okay. has the most gorgeous voice. Yes, but the poor thing, she didn't want to be out the front, and she ended, you know, having an anorexia and all of that kind of thing. Ah, the poor yes. love. Yes, and um, so maybe you should see her drumming because she's quite good. I definitely will. I've just and, and that's while we're que- talking, I've just googled her actually, so it yeah, looks very and, interesting. <laughs> and that's the reason I asked mm. you about earlier mm. Mm. about. Hiding behind the kit because that's what she did. She did, okay. Yeah, oh, she hid there behind the kit, played away and sang. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it was only quite a lot later that she come out uh, in front of, you know, from behind the kit, I should should say. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, no, yeah, that's it's... the reason I asked you about that um, because, yeah, she liked to hide behind. So have a look at her. She's very, oh, definitely in, will. very interesting lady and a life cut short. Oh, you know? really? Okay, yeah. So that's um, she was in a duo called the Carpenters, I believe. That's right. That's right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll got definitely... a, a lot of beautiful songs. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll definitely listen listen to her. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> then you can come back and say, so what about Karen Carpenter? Then I can tell you her life story, no problem. <laughs> Oh, this isn't getting cut out. It's too good. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. 
<laughs> All right. So what do you think is the best live act you've ever seen, whether that be Australian, American or whatever? Best live act? Um, yeah. I'm going to say I went and saw Kiss um, back in oh, 2016, I think it was, oh, way cool. back then. Yeah. And you know what? It was fan bloody tastic yep. it was it was a show it was a it was a fireworks extravaganza the lighting and the music and the the sound that time was just fantastic um so that um that's definitely in my memory and i'm gonna have to say keith urban as well i've seen um keith urban live at the new rudy hill uh there's is it the q or hq or something there? uh not coliseum is that the Coliseum, but yeah, the, the yeah. new one they built there. Yeah. Yes, so, yes, yes, that'd be it. Yeah, a couple of years ago, um, I went and saw Keith Urban there, and the, the acoustics in there was just fantastic. The, yeah. the sound was beautiful, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, quite a performer, oh, I think. Keith brilliant Urban. live end. Like <clears throat> yeah, he, really brilliant. He, he rocks, like he really, really rocks, yeah, when he's live. Did you know that he um, got one of his, well, his start with um, Slim Dusty? Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, when I first discovered that some time ago, mm. um, he was this like blonde, long-haired kid. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think yeah. he went on like Pot of Gold or some one of those kind of shows. Yeah. Where yeah. they kind of tore him to shreds, and now look at him, eh? Now look at him. Yeah. Um, and the babies, the crybabies do. Um, we play jeans. Uh, that's one of the real early, early songs that Keith Urban did. Um, oh, Blue really? jeans. Yeah. <clears throat> Blue jeans. Called. Is that what it's called? Blue jeans. Yeah. I must and, look um, that up. That's a, a real cool, you know, catchy song. And um, we're also working on some other Keith Urban songs in the, in rehearsals at the moment. So. Oh, that's um, cool. Looking forward to play them live. Yeah. Now, isn't Kiss due out here? Shortly, or they've, they've been and gone. I've been um, and gone. Yeah, oh my God. they, they, they believe, <laughs> I believe they played at the AFL Grand Final a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did they? As, see, I'm not into footy. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. Yeah, no. So they've, yeah, they've, they've um, played their their final tour. I believe it is their, their final last ever shows, and um, they've just just left Australia. I believe. Last ever show till next time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what they said back in 2016. And 16. Yeah. yeah, look, I remember that in 2016 uh, they showed it on the news. Everybody lined up and, yeah. you know, and it was just, <laughs> you know, people with a common love. Yeah. You know, it's just fantastic. And uh, obviously you were one of those people. Absolutely. It was a, it was definitely a show that I'll never forget. It was just fantastic. Like not a, not only the music but the, the light show and the, the fireworks was just fantastic. Oh, yeah, it really Loved is it. like a, a proper show. Yeah, it is a definitely. A proper show. Yes. So um, now we all know you played drums mm. and in school you picked up the recorder. (laughs) 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 So I've got to bring a recorder next time and I want you to like bang out three blind mice for me. (laughs) No problems at all. (laughs) But is there any other instrument that you can play? Um, Look, I could play a little bit of bass line. Um, Mm -hmm. I've picked up Frankie's bass a couple of times. Um, But mainly back in school, um, again, uh, the way I learned to play is I watched people. Um, right, and that's that's how I learned to play the drums as well. Um, I, I saw somebody play, and 
um, I went, cool, that looks mad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that. So, um, but then you know, I saw people pick up the guitar. I went, okay, cool. And then yeah, I played a little bit of guitar back at school. Um, nice. You know, but you know what? I'd, I'd love to pick up another instrument and play. Um, you know, uh, I, I'd have probably, I would probably say the bass guitar would be my first choice. Right. Um, well, you know. Bass guitarists are like rare as hen's teeth too, so you can go for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really cool. Now, are you like other drummers that I've heard say, I've just bought this new kit? So my question is, how many kits do you have? So I only have two kits. Um, one's electric um, that I've got in my spare room. Um mm-hmm. I'll probably use that just to learn songs. You know, Fenzo's put out a couple of songs to, to say, right, our boys, um, let's learn these. Um, so I'll, I'll use the electric kit. And then I've just got the other, the, just the acoustic um, that I, I use to, to gig with. Um, yeah. I've had the current one whew, for probably, yeah, probably four years now, five years. Um, right. And, of course, like I've, I've – and just recently I've got upgraded some uh, brand new cymbal kit for it, um, cymbal pack. Um, I bought a, a set of uh, Zildjian's, some nice Zildjian's there. So um, mm-hmm. I'm always upgrading things, hardware and things like that. But, you know, you know what, if it's if it's not broken, I'm not going to try Don't and fix, fix it. Don't fix it, no. Yeah. And it's yeah. putting out a good sound at the moment, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, that's right. Have you ever had a... Um anything reskinned like the drums the big yeah. bass drum or the I have yeah other so, bits and bobs that you've got there <laughs> yeah I have so I've yep. having like <clears throat> having the, the kit I've got now um it had some Remo skins on it um you know Remo's nice but um I, I prefer Evans there's a brand called Evans right um so I re reskinned um all my toms and bass drums uh with Evans skins at uh, and it gives you a, a nicer tone. Beautiful tone. Or the and, tone and, that you prefer. Yeah, that's right. And and the bass the bass drums um really unique. Um you know, I find that quite important. I like, I like a real deep, sharp, heavy yes, yeah. bass. Um mm-hmm. so and that's what that skin gave me, so I'm I'm really happy with it. I like that. I like that. Mm. Have you mm. ever been to jams or anything like that and um just like Yeah jumped yeah. behind the behind the drums and yeah, play yeah. something you haven't necess- don't necessarily know. Absolutely, um, you know, being mates with um, Enzo, Frank, and and um, Ray, we we're always getting invited to to little jams and you know at, at factories or you know people's backyards and things like that. And um, yeah, you know, I've jumped behind the kit and you know someone to go, all right, let's play this song, and I go, what? What's that? <laughs> Never heard of it. Play the tune. No, haven't heard of it. And then, yeah, somehow I'll just wing it and it sounds yeah. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, well, well, I like that you have that ability. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can adapt to, to, to any sort of, um, you know, jams and, or I've filled in with other bands as well um, time to time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's uh, you know, um, AJ, I think you've, uh, you've, You've interviewed, yeah. spoke to him the other week, and um, you know he's had us over and had a couple of jams with him. So, and it's also cool because, like, you know, I've got yeah, I've got Ray, Frank, and, and Enzo that I play with, but it's also nice to play with other musicians. Um, yeah, because obviously, yeah, every musician's different; they they play differently, and and it's good to have that sort of variety and, and muck around with, and and it's yeah, it's cool. 
That's what I think too. Is it's mm. it's um, everything can every musical thing can be a learning curve, you know, mm. and and you can always get something from it. Oh, hundred <clears> percent. <throat> yeah, and you know. yeah, you, you learn learn different songs, of course, and then you go, wow, that's pretty cool, and then yeah, you try and influence that in your in your set list. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, what's coming up for you in the mm. next, you know, six or twelve months? time do you guys have lots of plans lots um, of gigs booked yeah look we we do we've got a lot of um we haven't got many free weekends coming up um for the end of the year um pretty much between now and christmas is um pretty booked for that for us um you know it's uh we took the opportunity to um take bookings and we did um perfect that's what you gotta do yeah um we just played at the pool bar hotel on saturday night Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a break this week, uh, but still we rehearse every week. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we've got uh, a couple of private gigs coming up. Nice. Um, and then, you know, some more country, country uh, regional gigs coming up as well. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty busy between now and Christmas. And um, what we're finding is, you know, a lot of uh, venues are holding off um, to book the first half of their year until, you know, next couple of weeks kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm finding that too. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, no, very busy for us. Um, we're looking at also to do a bit of recording in, in the studio as well. Um, well, that was my next question. Oh, there you go. Very yes. perceptive of you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so uh, recording, just just still our couple songs that we do. Um, right. Yeah, just, right. just to see what we sound like. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to listen to and and put out there on social media. Yeah, and I think that is also very important too. And I don't believe enough musicians do it. Mm. Is record themselves, do a proper yes. recording session, and record themselves because exactly. Um, how do you know that what you're putting out to your to your punters, mm. to mm. your people? Mm. Um, Sounds good. Sounds good, exactly, yeah. You it's... know, you really have to listen to yourself as hard as it can be to do. Exactly. It's really and, important. And, that, and that, that could work in our favour as well. Like for me personally, I could go, oh, okay, I don't, I don't like that beat I'm doing there or that fill I do there. Or, Absolutely. You, know, you could yeah. try and enhance it and make it sound a little bit better. So, yeah, that's, um, that's one of the things we're looking at, at um, to do is just to do a bit of a professional uh, recording at some stage and um, – and, yeah, put it out there and see how we go. Well, I'm sure everybody's going to love that. And where can people catch up with you guys? So you guys have a yeah, Facebook so page? We do have a Facebook page. Um, look, we're not – all of us aren't really tech savvy, so we, <laughs> so we don't have, um, we don't have uh, YouTube or, or, or anything like that. We just basically – we've got our um, Facebook page, The Crybabies, um, yeah. and um, we put all our – upcoming gigs on there so hit that like button the crybabies give us a follow and um it'll be good to see some punters out there um, some new faces out there for sure absolutely absolutely well jace i think that you're quite the man good <laughs> Thanks, on you Crystal. for all that you're doing especially with not just the crybabies but with your rural fire service work as well thank you um, I know it's very much appreciated. So I say to everybody, get down and see a Crybabies gig because they are one fantastic band. <laughs> Thanks and very I much. Love you. Thank <laughs> you. I love yeah. you. All you're great. Thank you. All right then. Well, thank you so much for joining us here You're this very evening, welcome. Thank Jace. you so much for having us. 
Oh, not a problem at all. Catch up with you around the traps. Righto, Crystal. Take care. See you later, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. And that was Jay Speckford. You have been listening to Conversations with Crystal and I'm your hostess, Crystal. And until next week when I bring you another fabulous guest, please stay safe, stay happy, stay cool, stay awesome and most importantly, please stay tuned to this channel. Good night. Mm.